Thanks for sharing. And so is a great story. Welcome to the Kiwi Foodcast, the show where we sit down with chefs, food businesses, food writers and more to share the stories behind the food they serve. I'm your host, Persan Patel, and this show is brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Let's dig in, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Kiwi Foodcast. Today on the show, we have Pablo of Chantal Organics. Chantal Organics has been a New Zealand-owned and operated company for over 40 years. They started as a family-run food co-op and today manufacture and wholesale a wide range of products that are available in supermarkets and health food stores across the country. Today, we talk to Pablo about how the landscape for organic food has changed since the business was started and discuss whether organic food really has become mainstream or not. So without further ado, let's dig in. Hi, Pablo. Thank you for coming on. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. Awesome. So let's dig in. Um, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Has food always been a feature? Yeah, no. Um, when I reflect back on my childhood, I, I actually think back of the authentic German dishes that my mum used to cook when I was growing up. And it, you know, the simplicity of them has always stuck with me. I've also had a, a much older brother than me who's had restaurants with me growing up. So I've really had that, I guess, food around me. And my, another one of my older brother has always made like Noma-esque type um, oh, okay. Christmas, Christmas dinner. And wow. so I've always been really inspired to cook, and now I'm, I do most of the cooking at home. Not because my wife can't cook, but because I love to cook, and she loves to let me do that. Awesome. I need to take you and get you to meet my husband, and maybe you can inspire him a little bit. He's a typical <laughs> Indian guy who doesn't like to cook. So, so do you have any special like early food memories? Yeah. So, um, like I said, my mum used to make these these German sort of humble dishes that were um, what we call like peasant dishes, and it's called like Beamtenstupper, and in, in English, I call that a gherkin dish, okay. and it's um, and then uh, what you call bakas, which are like potato, potato. What do you call it? Potato fritters. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds all all sounds very yummy. So, have you always been interested in kind of the food industry? Because when I was doing my research, I read that you actually went to film school. No, I've I've I guess I've always had a passion for food, but I'd, I never thought that I would be in the food industry per se. And I think you know I, I've got a really creative side to me, and I originally went to film school because I wanted to make films. Yeah. But naturally, I think. Um, the creative side of food uh, really has come through in that and that's sort of somehow where I've landed here and through my family, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about Chantal Organics. So I remember coming across the brand as a teenager in New Zealand well before organic food was even kind of like a thing, you know. Mm. So can you share a little bit of history about Chantal Organics? Yeah, sure. So Chantal Organics started over 40 years ago now in 1978. And it was actually set up as a, as a co-op with a number of families coming together to try and buy food, I guess, together at bulk. Um, and then what happened is they bought me to buy more and more food and they set up a shop and essentially started to become their own wholesale business and, and evolved into what it is today. Okay. So back in the late 90s, organic food was considered kind of like a premium, you know, something a new age hippie would maybe do. So what are your thoughts on the landscape then and now? Like, Mm. how do you feel it's changed? It's changed. It hasn't changed. So we still have somewhat the hippies. They just, they look a bit different nowadays. (laughs) And um, just because... But what has happened is this growing awareness and this growing um, awareness about 
where people's food comes from, what what how it's grown, um, having nasty chemicals, pesticides on it or not having on it. Um, and that, that journey often starts when people start to have babies. Yeah, that is true. Because mm. I just got more aware of it when I had to raise a little human and you just kind of start checking the labels more and yeah. just being like, oh, what is food stabilizer number 789? Why is that in my food? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I think also what's happened, like you already mentioned about pesticides and chemicals, but it's also like the number of illnesses and allergies Mm. that are on the rise, you know, and I think maybe that's also contributed to people recognizing. Certainly, and it makes really people, people start to become really hyper aware of what they're eating. And it's tough to say, but when people get sick is when often people start to think, well, what am I putting into my body? And that's also having an impact on more and more people actually going, I don't actually want to get to that stage because mm. I need to really think about what I'm putting back into my own body. And it comes back to what we think about what we put into our children's bodies as well. And that, I guess that that has happened and there has more of a change and impact on that. But what also is happening is people are starting to think about the world around us and where their food is coming, what kind of impact that has on the environment. And that's another reason we're actually starting to get more and more consumers into organic food. Do you think the awareness challenge is one or is it something that you guys still have to work really hard at? I think we've still got a long way to go. We have um, we have a lot of awareness and we we really are at the early stages. So part of it is actually still education for us and education about eating organic, um, education about what organic farming is, yeah. education about what's in your products and you know like you see like you said picking up the thing on the back of pack and going what is that because people don't do that well majority of people don't do that yeah and i think there's also the fact that so many things claim to be organic but is it really organic like there's also that part of the challenge isn't it yeah that can certainly be a challenge because organic is sometimes thrown away around as a word for people to say hey this is organic and what does that mean but um, people might have one organic ingredient on in the in the product but doesn't necessarily mean the whole lifestyle or the whole the whole ingredients pack is organic it's yeah. you know it can be somewhat greenwashing I'd hate to say it yeah and I think many of us now want to eat more organic food but it's still at such a premium like I would not really say it's affordable especially when you're kind of getting to a point where you have a big family mm. like in my family where like six six people plus the kids you know so there's all these claims that organic food is going mainstream but to me I feel Mm. it hasn't really yeah and because organic being organic does cost more for our farmers there's certification um, there's more watering there's more care that's needed um, because we're not they're not being sprayed with chemicals or nasty pesticides but the way that I like to see it the more people that get involved with organics the more there's going to be available um, and buying organic is also, it may seem short term expensive, but longer term, if you're caring for yourself and you're caring for your family, it's actually, you can, or you're caring for the environment going forward, you can, it, it's not that expensive when it costs a little bit more when you're going down the supermarket aisle versus what the future could potentially be like. Yeah. So is there something that can be done to change that in terms of the affordability? Like, you know, obviously I understand from the cost of the farmer. Mm. And I understand the education piece, but is there something, I don't know, the supermarkets or all the in-between people could be doing so that it gets more accessible? Um, I guess that's part of part of our challenge at Chantal Organics is trying to be more accessible. And part of that is having more and more consumers buy products like ourselves or other products that are organic to grow that awareness, to get to that 
uh, what do you, to get to that tipping point where it becomes more affordable. And you know, when I think back to why Chantal Organics was set up, it was set up as a co-op to make it affordable for families to be able to buy organic products. So that's, that's one way that's happened. And we at Chantal Organics, we actually still support a number of um, co-op cooperatives as well, which makes it more affordable. The other side of it is we do have a lot of bulk products. Um, and that supports the plastic-free, um, which is really important right now for consumers, but also it makes it much more affordable. And um, I guess I'm really also really proud that at Chantal Organics, a lot of our canned goods um, actually come in at a very affordable price compared to some, some of the mainstream. Yeah. So it's, it's, not that, it's not really that out of scope. So uh, I'm proud that we can do that at Chantal Organics. Yeah. And, I mean, I was just taking this conversation ahead. I actually read an article that spoke about how supermarkets demand, you know, like perfectly formed fruits or vegetables. And that perfection is hard to achieve without Mm. pesticides. So, you know, I mean, I think they need to play their role in this as well. Certainly. And I think that's an education piece for consumers. Um, Organic food is much more nutrient dense and it's much better for you and much healthier for you. It may not look the same as a pesticide, something that has chemicals, used chemicals. Um, however, it does taste better. I can personally say that and I love cooking with organic food. So, Yeah, I mean, I remember my first time when I moved to the US and I bought an onion and it was like not the size of a football, but <laughs> not the size of a tennis ball either. It was pretty massive I think it took Mm. me like a good week to just get through (laughs) it Um, and I was just shocked at like how big our vegetables and fruits have gotten Mm. like I don't think I mean I don't think a lot of Indians practice organic farming but because of I think also just the fact that there's more farms there. Mm. Um, I've seen fruit and vegetable be more their natural size and it's almost I feel like We've now moved into a generation where we feel like, oh, even if there's like a tiny little scratch on it, that means that that tomato must be bad or yeah. something. And that's not really the case. No. Yep. Yeah. So I think for those customers that are sitting on the fence when it comes to buying organic food, what would you tell them? Like, why make the switch? You've obviously spoken about mm. um the health aspect of it but what about mm. you know the environmental impact and mm. what are the, some of the other benefits I think ultimately consumers when they walk down the supermarket aisle they want something that is good for themselves and more and more that awareness is about health and in the environment so if you really are true true to looking after yourself your family and you, I think that's where you need to think about okay so do I want to buy something that might not be so good for me. It might have a detrimental impact on the environment. Um, make have a think about that. Mm, okay. And <clears throat> could you share how like eating organic food can help us protect our soil and water? I mean, there's a lot of conversation happening around around this. You know, as mm. our waterways get more clogged up, and you know, farms are just not able to I mean because we're toiling them so much they're not giving us that kind of yield yeah look organic food comes from crops that have been grown following organic principles so in in simple terms the the plants are spray free and there's no pesticides on the soil it's a healthy long-term soil and that doesn't flow into our waterways and it does support an ecological balance so it keeps keeps our waterways healthy because this isn't running off and it has a better impact on our soil so it can be around for many many years to come and 
I think I've read somewhere that I did read somewhere that studies have shown that when farms switch to growing organic, it actually starts to have a regenerative impact on the soil because that soil, after being damaged with so many pesticides and sprays and chemicals, actually becomes unusable. Mm. And by switching to organic, it actually regenerates that and has a longer term impact and makes it more sustainable. And yeah, and I think that's some of the controversy that's in the developing markets, right? Because all these companies that are selling pesticides have claimed they're going you know the farmers are going to get better yields and mm. greater produce. But what's happening is that the long-term impact, the long-term is impact, that no one's communicated that, and that's only coming about now. Yeah, and now farmers are realizing, oh, my lands kind of become unusable. Yeah, you know, and now it's hard to make a switch because it's come so far down. Yeah, and they've just been growing that yeah. one thing on it. Which and I is think also that's, that's part of being organic. It's, it's actually a holistic approach because it's about looking after the farmer, looking after the communities that they're in, making sure that they're around for a long time so it's a sustainable farm so that they don't end up in situations like that. Okay. So a lot of people took to gardening and growing their own vegetables during the lockdown. Um, what are your thoughts on like these mini gardens and families growing their own food? I think it's absolutely fantastic and I think the more people that we can influence to do that the better because you know thinking about my children they probably didn't really know where food comes from you know where does a carrot come from for example (laughs) and when we're all when we're able to do this at home you know I've got a we've got a little herb garden and um, got some chilies and things going on you know my kids are outside now picking it off and eating eating it and going okay so now I understand where it comes from so I think this is a really fantastic move and also you know, naturally, people are growing organic at home because they're not necessarily spraying it either. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't have a garden, but my mum and uh, stepdad have a really big one, and um, you know, I get to have all their basil and even like their tomatoes, and those tomatoes just taste so amazing. Yeah, it's just kind of like bursting with flavour, and you never get that flavour from something you get at the supermarket. Mm. Yeah. So finally, since you've got young kids as well, how are you kind of instilling this organic lifestyle that you kind of spoke about? Like, mm. is there any tips that you can share with me? I think one of the best things you can do is actually lead by example. So, you know, starting your own little garden at home is a great way to start. Um, talking about where your food comes from, yeah. um, how it gets to your plate, um, how how organic and a lifestyle is actually better for the environment which is really top of mind for people how it's healthier Mm. and leading that by example so you know cooking your own food at home is one way to start and having them involved as part of that process and having having that front of mind so that um, your children can think about it families can think about it is is just the most simple way I think to to get that across yeah I think this time in lockdown was the first time my son's actually seen me cooking food because it's normally something I do when I like herd them out of the house Yeah, and he's just gotten so much more interested because now he sees me do it and so therefore he wants to do it Mm. and I often say that parenting always makes you develop all these good habits or go back to the good habits you had like now I brush my teeth again at night because if I don't do it then my son won't do it exactly because you have to lead by example right and I think anything you do um, they look at how you do things yeah, yeah, so it forces you to kind of go back to the good habits that you had to have and yeah. maybe you've let them down by the wayside. So, yeah. All right. Well, so we'll move on to my favorite part of the show, which <laughs> is the fast food five. Yep. It has nothing to do with fast food. It's actually me asking you five fast questions about food. Yep. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
Breakfast or dinner? What's your favorite meal? Dinner. Okay. Why? Because I don't really eat breakfast, okay. um, <laughs> but I do love dinner. I do love breakfast, and sometimes I have breakfast for lunch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a vegetable, which one would you be? Tomato. Tomato. I'm not sure why, but it came out <laughs> came out first. <laughs> okay. The one thing you must always have in your kitchen. I can't say that. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, it could be food. It could be a piece of equipment. Mm. Whatever. Whatever. Um, onions. Onion. Yeah, that's true. So my mum recently gave up onions. Wow. And, um, that must be hard work. It's yeah, everything. so she became a vegetarian, and then she became, and then uh, she became a Jane, which so they don't eat anything which grows under the ground. So she doesn't eat onions ah. and garlic. And I was like, oh my god, like I don't know how to cook for you anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like everything, I put onion in everything, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I love onions. Anyways, sugar or salt? What would you rather give up? Good question. Mm. I can't. <laughs> I'll probably give up sugar. Sugar? Yeah. yeah. Seems like the healthy thing to do. Yeah, it seems like the healthier thing to do. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to actually give it up. I eat more salt than sugar, probably, but then I binge on sugar every now and then. So I feel like if you enjoy cooking, then you're more partisan towards salt because yeah. I feel like I mean I don't I, like I desserts live without salt I have to add it into everything yeah I don't like desserts so much either so it's just more the sweets so I can meals and things much more salt yeah mm, okay all right favorite thing to eat or buy in a farmer's market radishes radishes you're the second person today who's told me about radishes really i was thinking back i thought back to a vegetable what i would have chosen i should have said radish but i think um i have bought some radishes at farmers markets recently and i, I love radish particularly get the smaller ones they can be more, more spicy and, mm, mm. awesome well thank you so much pablo for coming on the show it's been lovely kind of chatting to you about you know the growth story of chantal but also just generally about how the landscape's changing in new zealand and I think I hope more people start shopping at their local farmers markets and yeah just supporting the organic mm. lifestyle like you said. Yeah, thank you. Thanks right. for having me. Thanks for listening to the Kiwi Foodcast, brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Be sure to listen in next time for another helping of Kiwi food stories.